Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. And I hope that you would consider being part of the program as you're tuned in today and giving me a call. Maybe you have a question about the Bible or perhaps about Christian living or current events that you see going on around us. What's our worldview as a Christian? It is not to be the same as the worldly view or our culture views it, but the Bible tells us how we are to live in every area of our lives. So I hope and pray that uh, you would consider calling in. And the number, as you just heard, is 303-690-3000. It's best to grab one of those open lines early in the show. And uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God to get clarity and understanding. And let's bless one another. So hope you're having a great day. It's a beautiful day here all along the Front Range in Colorado. Spring is here. It feels like spring. I love this time of the year, as most of you do, too, as new life is uh, coming forth. Uh, Things are going to start greening up. Uh, It's just the warm weather. Uh, Maybe you're out and about taking a walk in the park, or maybe you're uh, watching the kids do soccer practice or baseball practice, softball practice. Would you consider giving us a call here at Calvary Live? You're you're listening at 303-690-3000. Ask your questions about the things of the Lord, about... uh, Maybe your Bible reading, uh, you have a question. Maybe you have a prayer request. We're here to pray with you and to minister to you in any way that we can. I just want to be a blessing to you in this next hour. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I get the privilege of being with you on Tuesdays and on Fridays here on Calvary Live. So welcome, welcome all along the Front Range from Pueblo and Colorado Springs, uh, 101.7. Uh, on Grace FM. Love to hear from you guys down in Southern Colorado. Uh, Got so many friends down there. Uh, I uh, lived down there for so many years, began ministry down there, and uh, so love hearing from you guys in Pueblo, Fountain, Widefield Security, uh, Colorado Springs area, and then up in Northern Colorado here on 89.7 in Castle Rock and Parker in the metro area, uh, Boulder, Longmont, Fort Collins, Greeley, up into southern Wyoming. Such a powerful signal up here in northern Colorado, up to Cheyenne and Laramie, Wyoming. Love to hear from you guys as well. And also, we want to welcome all of you on the East Coast listening in on Hope FM and listening in also on Truth FM. So those of you in Baltimore or or Philadelphia, New Jersey, uh, those of you in Tennessee, North Carolina, parts of Kentucky, you too can give us a call at 303-690-3000. would love to hear from you. And uh, you are a week delayed as you call in, but also want to welcome all the online listeners. And uh, you too can call anywhere in the country. And we've gotten calls from all over the country, those listening online. You too can be a part of the program uh, at 303-690-3000. Now, there's another uh, 
way that you can ask questions or a prayer request, as most of you know and familiar with the show, and it's through a dedicated text line, and that number is 720-336-0897. Let me repeat that again. It's 720-336-0897, and you can text me a question or a prayer request, and as time permits, we will go to the text line, and we will begin to read them, and we'll answer those questions that you have texted in. Just make sure you're safe as you're texting in. And uh, so let's see what the Lord has for us. Let's. Uh, this is your show. This is your show to be able to call in, to be able to ask questions, to be able to uh, ask for prayer. I'm here to pray with you and to minister to you any way that I can and uh, with the Lord's help. And uh, I hope that uh, certainly that uh, you'd be willing to do that. And, and so as we're waiting for the phone lines to... Um, to begin to uh, fill up and people calling in. I just want to uh, encourage you as we are going to be entering into, um, in the next few weeks, Holy Week, uh, which includes Good Friday and Resurrection Weekend, um, only about three weeks away, Palm Sunday, three weeks away, um, that uh, I want to encourage you uh, to be praying about who you might invite to a church, to services, that you have a mission field. It was wonderful this afternoon. I got to spend some time uh, with Corey and Danielle Kilgis uh, from Peru. They're missionaries there, uh, ministering in Peru, uh, just to be able to fellowship with them and see what God is doing uh, with their ministry. So thankful for them. But you have a ministry as well. And uh, sometimes we think that those that are in the mission field are the only ones that are ministering. We all have a mission field. And I'm reminded, as Jesus, right before he came up to Jerusalem um, and he rode into Jerusalem in what we call the triumphal entry in Luke's gospel, right before he does that, the people are expecting. Matter of fact, Luke tells us that they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. And he tells this very important parable. And in this parable, he says that a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And so he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. And he talks about how those servants were later on, as the uh, nobleman comes back, that they had to give an account to how they invested that mina. And all of us have received the mina in that we who name the name of Jesus, we know the gospel. So I hope and pray that we would share that with others as opportunity is given to us to invest in the kingdom. We have the greatest news in the whole world. And I think that that people need uh, and want to hear good news. And the greatest news is that Jesus Christ died for your sins and that he was put into a tomb, and he rose again after three days, and he is alive, and that we would pray, Lord, give me opportunity to share that with those at work or family members or old friends or those I go to school with, and really pray about who you might invite out to uh, those services during uh, Easter week, uh, during uh, Holy Week is what the church calls it, uh, Good Friday service, the account of the resurrection we're going to have here uh, at noon, and then the weekend services, Resurrection Weekend, as we proclaim that Jesus Christ rose from the grave and he is alive. So, hey, let's go to the phone lines. Let me give you that number again, 303-690-3000, to be on the air, and that text line is 720 
888-336-0897. But we're going to go to line one to Denver. Hello, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, how, how are you today? I am all right. Uh, God Good. has just all complained. Um, thank you Good. for well, asking. Thanks. Yeah, for, thanks for calling in. Um, I was calling because I was having a discussion with my spouse, and we're working on marriage restoration right now. Um, okay. And he uses marijuana, and he wants to, It once we're back under one household, he wants to continue to do that. And I was letting him know that drugs can't be a part of our household as followers of Christ, and that... Um, as for me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord. Like, I don't, I don't want to bring things into my home and let a little leaven in, because I know that will leaven the whole lump. I'm, I'm well yes. aware of that. Um, and we have teenage sons uh, who I don't want to ever be exposed to drugs or end up using drugs at the hand of one of their parents. So um, the issue is that he likened it to getting mental health um, help. So he said, well, just like you go and get help from a counselor or you, you know, get help for mental illness, um, smoking marijuana is the same way. Uh, God can't, God alone is not going to fix it. So that's his argument for being able to use marijuana. Um, and I didn't want to just respond out of my opinion, so I wanted to hold right. off and saying anything in regards to yeah. uh, what he said. And I, I wanted to get a godly perspective on this and how to navigate addressing think- it. Yeah, and I think it's a good question, and I think it's a question um, that uh, perhaps Christians are struggling with or uh, households are struggling with. Just because it's legal marijuana now in Colorado doesn't mean that it's right. And, you know, it's the same with alcohol. Um, Here's the thing. The Bible talks a whole lot about what, you know, how we influence our minds. And the Bible, first of all, says that we are to renew our minds with the mind of Christ, uh, we are to renew our minds with the Word of God, first of all. Paul, when he was writing to the Ephesian church, he would say that, see that you walk circumspectly. You know what that word means. It means carefully. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, but which is the dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. So the key for you and I as Christians is to be filled with the Spirit. He says, listen, don't be drunk with wine. Now, people will come along and they say, is it okay for Christians to drink? You know, is it okay for Christians to smoke marijuana? Listen, I don't want to be under the influence of anything that's going to affect my mind that I cannot determine what is holy, unholy, what is clean, what is unclean. And I don't know, if do you remember that story back in Leviticus chapter 10 of uh it was uh, Aaron's two sons that were consumed with fire. Uh, I don't know if, if you're familiar with that, but in that story is that Aaron's two sons, as they dedicated the temple, uh, and uh, it was a holy happening. You know, the Lord showed his glory. Uh, the people gave a great shout. Uh, and all of a sudden, it was Aaron's two sons who were priests because the priestly line came through Aaron, that they lit their censers, on the altar, and they ran into the Holy of Holies, into the tabernacle, and they presented uh, profane fire, and they were consumed with fire. And it's interesting because the Lord said to Aaron, make sure that you, Aaron, and your other two sons, 
that when you go into the tabernacle, uh, make sure that you're not under, under the influence of wine, that you may discern what is holy, what is unholy, what is clean, what is unclean. And I think that it's very important for us that we're not under the influence of anything that's going to affect our mind, that we can't determine what is holy, what is unholy, what is clean, what is unclean. We want to be filled with the Spirit. I don't want to be filled with anything that's going to influence my mind to where it affects my mind, where I can't clearly focus on the things of the Lord. That's first of all. Also, you said something very interesting. You said you don't want it in your household because you don't want it to have the example to your kids or your kids to think that it's okay to do that. And I think that's very important for anyone to consider as a parent, even if you think it's okay for me to drink at home, it's okay for me to do this, because if you have kids and they're watching, you are giving that okay. You're saying that this is okay, and what do kids want to do? They learn from us, and (laughs) they can think, I can't wait till I get old enough to where I can you know, smoke marijuana, or I can drink. And here's the thing. Maybe maybe somebody, even as they have wine or something at home and um, they're drinking it, uh, maybe you can handle it, but maybe perhaps your kids won't be able to handle it. So I think we got to be very careful what we present before our kids. And some people think, well, that's just legalism, Pastor. It's not legalism. It's wisdom. It's being wise and being careful because that's the command of Scripture, right? Is that don't walk circumspectly. Don't, you know, you are to walk carefully, not as fools. Don't be drunk with wine, which is the dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. So people say, can Christian drink? You know, we know that we're not to be drunk with wine, but I think that we really need to consider those things Um, what is going on in our homes, how it affects our minds, and the example that it gives to our kids. Yeah, I remember Christ saying not to be a stumbling block to anyone. Um, And sometimes you don't know who may have a problem, like you said, or who who can handle alcohol and who cannot, who can, will become drunk, who will have an alcohol problem. And I remember the Lord revealing to me just to not drink, because I don't know who I'm around who may have a problem. So even though I don't have a problem, somebody else around me might, and I could be their stumbling block, and I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, and I, we are our brother's of... keeper, and that, that that's important for us to be aware of. So I, I guess the other thing that I needed help with was the part where he says that getting mental health health, like going to a counselor, or getting therapy, or even getting medication for mental illness, is this. He likened that to using marijuana to help cope and deal with the issues. He called it the same thing, um, and I kind of didn't know how to address that because I've gotten help for clinical depression. So I I think his attempt is to make it, it's the same thing. And he said, God alone can't help. And I'm like, well, that's not true, but I don't want to address this based off my opinion. Yeah, God's in the, you know, he can minister He's, he has the ability to be able to minister to our minds. Listen, I'm not saying there's not any mental illness or that we can't get any help, but I think when it comes to, as you're talking about these things, desiring to restore your marriage, is are you being honest? Are you being honest to where this is really going to be a help? You know, can we talk to a doctor? Um, or is it just an excuse and and that's where the honesty needs to come out. 
And um, again, sometimes people need help. Sometimes, you know, that is something that's a discussion between a doctor and and a patient. But has he done that? And then also, um, you know, I think we just need to be really careful as Christians um, that we don't influence ourselves to where our minds are influenced because that's what marijuana does. That's what alcohol does. It influences your mind to where you can't think clearly and uh, you're under the influence of that substance, and we need to be careful. It alters the mind. I think that's one thing that, as you were speaking, the Holy Spirit really spoke to my heart, yeah. too, in however and whenever he calls me to speak to my husband about this. One, yeah. that, that alters the mind. It chemically alters the mind. Where getting help from a counselor or a therapist, that is not something that chemically is going to alter your mind. And the other thing that you mentioned was that God can work through people. He does not work through marijuana. He does not work through alcohol. He doesn't use that to work. Yeah, and and here's the thing, sister. One more comment, and then I'm going to let you go. Okay. Um, Because you're asking something that I think probably is a question from a lot of people. We as Christians, the 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 question isn't, what can I do, you know, mm-hmm. that is popular in culture and in the world and still be considered a Christian? It is, how close can I get to the Lord? That's mm-hmm. the question. It's not, how close can I sail the boat to the rocks before I crash? It is, Lord, you know, I want to do in my life what is pleasing to you and trust your word and trust you're going to work in this and that you are going to you know, um, because he's in the business of, re, you know, giving us new hearts and new minds as we continue to just move forward in him and learn of him and trust in him. So, hey, good question. Good Thank question. You. Can I pray? Can I pray for you real quick? Yes, that would be wonderful. I pray for my sister. Lord, I pray, first of all, that as she's desiring to do restoring in their marriage, that that would take place because that's your will, Lord. And I pray that there be clarity and understanding in these difficult discussions that they're having. And, Lord, that you would minister to um, her husband. You would minister to him the truth of your word. That, Lord, that my sister here, that um, you would just help her to continue to search the scriptures. And, Lord, just bless them and restore, bring uh, understanding and clarity in every way. And, Lord, healing. And, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Okay, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. As you uh, hear somebody hang up, then there's an open line. But let's continue with the phone lines. Let's go to Quest in Colorado Springs. Hello. Hello, Pastor. You're How are you doing? Good. How are you? You're on Calvary Live. Thank you. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I just... Uh, wanted to join the School of Discipleship at Rocky Mountain Calvary, and I've been feeling a big calling on my life for a few years. I did my first little phone interview with them today, and I'm supposed to do the second one. And I was just having some concerns because I guess I was liking to ask for prayer for it. I feel God calling me for it. I was just a little nervous because I haven't done—I got my GED, but I dropped out of school, and I was concerned with not being able to do it, but I know God can uh, qualify qualify the called, and I feel called, so I just would like to ask for prayer and provision on that through work and being able to find the time to do so and things like that. I think it's exciting, and it is the call of God uh, that He puts on your heart. And 
you know, my life verse, because when I got into ministry, I didn't think God could use anybody like me. And, um, you know, I, I, um, you know, I loved the Lord. I wanted to grow in the Lord. I was going to this little church, uh, down in Colorado Springs and I just started serving. I just started serving. I was at the Bible studies every time, you know, every Sunday, every Sunday night, Wednesday nights, I was just hungry for the word of God. I was listening to back in those days, cassette tapes, uh, by the numbers and just growing in the word of God. And I think, uh, over time, what became one of my favorite verses, um, was in first Corinthians chapter one, verse 27, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. And I want to encourage you that if he can use somebody like me, he can use you. And he does qualify to call. And he does use the foolish things. And you know, the school ministry is a great opportunity for you to know him, to learn about ministry. And and by the way, that little church that I started serving in, um, there was probably, when I first started going to it, it was probably 20 people. And uh, over time, we decided that, you know, we need to give our church a name. And so we called it Rocky Mountain Calvary. And that's where I started oh, wow. ministry. So, you know... God is a testimony that God wants to do wonderful things. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And and if you just yield to him, don't have any agenda, you know, just like, Lord, um, you want to use me. I know that. And and I'm just going to go to school and ministry, and you're going to work through me, and you're going to use me in the way that you desire, and just enjoy it enjoy it and and see what god does and i'm excited for you perfect thank you very much i really appreciate that because i was just a little concerned i had a bad past and things like that too but i just feel him just keep tugging on my heart and when i did the phone call earlier he said you know what your new name is jonah because you kept running from god's calling and there's been a few times where I felt and I got dived in, like how you were saying, and I would go all the time, and I would get involved in all the Bible studies, and then I kind of just back off, and I kind of felt uh, rejected one time. I volunteered to, um, or I did the application thing to volunteer, and I never got a call back, and I, maybe it was I just wasn't at the right timing or something, but I was a little bitter mm-hmm. for a while, so I went to the church and shared that with them, and I prayed with them, and I said, I'm, you know, I'm sorry because I've been bitter towards you guys and the situation, and I know you get really busy and things like that. And I suppose more than anything, it was just me using it as an excuse not to yeah. follow the Lord's will in my life. So yeah, and, I'm super and excited. Be excited, and that's the thing to remember. You know, I wish we had some do-overs. Sometimes things fall through the crack, you know, and we don't mean it to and all these things. It's just part of it. And um, mm-hmm. and you'll learn that when you go into ministry. But I want to give you a verse, and I'm going to pray with you. That okay, thank Paul, you. Paul says that this one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Keep pressing ahead. Amen. You know, I think put those things of yesterday behind you and mm-hmm. uh, press forward 
and see what God has for you. Keep pressing towards the goal of the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So I pray for my brother. I pray that as he's at a great, great church um, and um, to have the opportunity to go to school ministry, that, Lord, that you would just grow him, that you would speak to him. It would be a time more than anything that he would come to know you more and he would draw close to you and that he would hear um, your voice clearly. And, Lord, you have something for all of us. And, and, Lord, that he would know that you're going to complete that work, that it is you that works in us both the will and to do of your good pleasures. And, Lord, that he can rest at that and enjoy that. So I pray blessing upon him and peace in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much, Pastor. I hope you have a blessed day. You too. Thanks for calling. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. So we have some open lines, and grab one of those open lines. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. That text number again, let me give it to you, is 720-336-0897. You can text in a prayer request or a question. And so I'd love to converse with you. we got plenty of time in the show. And uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's uh, pray uh, with you. Let's, let's, let's see what the Lord has for us as we continue on uh, with this. So we got some open lines. Grab one of those open lines. I'd love to talk to you about um, just Jesus and the Bible. And, and it's a great opportunity to be blessed at this time in doing those things. Let's go to line three to Michelle in Aurora. Michelle? Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. What do you have for me? Good. Um, I have a question in regards to being unevenly yoked. Um, Mm -hmm. I grew up in a believing family, um, and I guess it never really, never really understood about a believer marrying a either non-believer or a person that has all kinds of different beliefs kind of wrapped together um, until recently, and having to struggle through myself and my beliefs with a spouse who isn't basically a 100% believer or on board or has, has beliefs are a little bit different than mine, and the battle that's now ensuing between the two of us. So I didn't know <clears throat> if you could speak on, you know, is it a sin to have married a non-believer, or kind of you can elaborate on that? Well, the Bible does say in Second Corinthians, I'm going to approach this in, in, um, so that you have a little bit of clarity and understanding. The Bible does says not to be um, unequally yoked together, um, and that's in Second Corinthians chapter 6. But what I want to address you in is where you're at right now because you are married. And mm-hmm. so what's important is what you do now with that. And, and that's why I really want to kind of focus on that. Um, and, you know, it's not God's will, you know, to be unequally yoked, but you are married. He considers you guys married. When the Corinthians were getting saved and the church began to grow, they were asking Paul about, you know, hey, they come out of paganism, they come out of immorality. So they were asking that question, uh, Michelle, should we keep our marriage vows? 
you know, and Paul directly answers that. Now, Michelle, we're going to hear music in about 60 seconds, but I want you to just hang on. We'll go to that break, and then I'm going to finish my answer, then I want to pray for you. But I think it's important that now that you are married, the position that you're in right now, where you're at. And I don't know if you've read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, those principles of marriage, but you read in there that uh, it says that a wife is not to part, to, to part from her husband. So I'm going to pick, uh, pick up on that, okay, when we get back, and I want to encourage you, and then I want to okay. pray with you. So hang on, Michelle. We'll be right back. Grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. We'll be back in about 90 seconds. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I am Jeff Figgs, the pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I invite you to give me a call at 303-690-3000 and to also, if it's uh, more efficient for you or easier for you or a preference for you, you can text at 720-336-0897 your questions and prayer requests, and uh, and I'd love to converse with you and, and uh, bless you in any way that I can. Um, I just, if you are listening on Grace FM, you just heard Pastor Ed uh, with some uh, Resurrection Weekend service times. And I want to, to encourage you again that as we get nearer to uh, Holy Week, uh, Good Friday services, uh, Resurrection Weekend services, invite somebody to church. It's a great opportunity for you to just bring them to be able to hear the good news that Jesus Christ is alive and that we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So uh, be sure to pray about that, consider it. And uh, let's go out and let's reach people. Uh, the world needs to know that Jesus is alive and that the gospel message brings life. And, and the world desperately needs to know that. And your friends and, and coworkers and family members need to know that. So just want to encourage you in that. But we were talking um, with Michelle before uh, we went on the break. I want to finish that conversation. Michelle, you still there? I am. Thanks for for um, for waiting and holding during the break, but I, I wanted to read to you that um, that a wife is not to depart from her husband as uh, as uh, Paul is talking about keeping your marriage vows, and even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or reconciled to her husband. A husband is not to divorce his wife. Um, so he, God's will is for you to keep your marriage vow, and he goes on and he says. Um, that how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband, or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? Speaking about an unbelieving uh, spouse. You're in a place, Michelle, of prayer and being that example to your husband, praying for him, praying with him, sharing Scripture with him, being that witness to him is the best you know how, and to ask the Lord to touch his heart. And um, Peter talks about the same thing when he's talking about marriage. Uh, 
So that's where you're at. And, um, and to keep your marriage vows, to be that example, to be lifting up your husband every single day to the Lord and to, to let him know that, listen, uh, my, I'm praying for you, and I pray that the Lord just touches your heart and, um, and to share with them how much the Lord means to you and to minister to him in that way. That's your ministry to him right now. And so I want to pray for you, and, and um, it can be frustrating. Um, you're waiting on the Lord, uh, but the Lord, he desires to do a work in your marriage. He desires to do a work in your husband. So, Father, I pray for Michelle. I just pray that um, as she looks back about being unequally yoked, but she is married, and, Lord, I just pray that where she is right now, that she knows that she is to keep her marriage vows, and, Lord, that she is to be one that is to minister to her husband and praying for him and being an encouragement to him, a witness for him. And, Lord, I just pray that you would just strengthen her heart, give her wisdom, um, that she would be committed to praying for her husband and being a silent witness in how she lives, in her humility, uh, Lord, in her beauty, the inner beauty that she has, and, Lord, also with her words. So, Lord, be with her, work in this marriage, work in her husband. Lord, soften his heart. Lord, draw him to yourself. Bless this marriage, Lord, as, as he, Lord, sees your goodness and the reality of Jesus in Michelle. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very you, much. Michelle. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, you bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We got some open lines. Love to converse with you and talk with you. Give me a call, and um, and let's uh, talk about the things of the Lord. We are going to go to Tyler in Colorado Springs. Tyler? Hey, Pastor Jeff. It's uh, Tyler. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I just uh, wanted to call in. I like to listen to the show when I can get off work a little earlier. Uh, and I heard someone call in a little while ago about Cavalry School of Discipleship. So I'm actually a current yes. student about to finish up the first two years of the program. And I just oh, want to encourage that individual. I didn't catch their name and just let them know it's by far the best decision I've ever made. Um, Good. It's, it's something where God has pushed me the boundaries I didn't I didn't know existed, and my faith in him has grown substantially. Uh, the schoolwork, just because I know that was a concern for them, um, while it is a lot of work, they work with you with it, and it's not something that it's going to, uh, I would say, as long as you're willing to put in the effort, you can get through it, but really it's going to come down to if you want to grow as you're in your relationship with God, it's a on the effort that you have in it, but I'd say just go for it and, and know, take that step of faith, because it's not necessarily going to be easy, um, but it is by far worth it. Yeah, and it, and it is, and so grateful that Rocky Mountain Calvary has that ministry. So Quest, if you're listening, be encouraged, you know, and it is work, and, you know, and especially with the emphasis with Calvary Chapel, the emphasis is the teaching of the Word of God, and I think that that's so important today and I think you would agree with me, Tyler, that mm -hmm. a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And we, you know, the thing today can be where uh, pastors and teachers can be a little bit, bit lazy in mm -hmm. teaching the word and, and discipling through the word. 
And it is something that we need to be diligent about is, is, you know, the word of God. And it takes time to grow in it, to learn it. I'm still learning. I've been teaching the word of God for 23 years here in Greeley. And I don't know everything, but it is worth it. And to be able to, to develop your gifts and to grow in them and to be used to the Lord is great joy. So I appreciate your call and the encouragement in that. Um, yeah, ab- ab- and, absolutely. And just one thing to share with it, probably the most difficult class, but also the most rewarding class. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. They teach you how to break down chapter by chapter, verse by verse, the context of what you're reading. And it was very frustrating for me because it forced me to slow down and actually take into account, hey, this is what's being said. This is the context around it. So they do work with you through that, but um, just wanted to encourage in that way. Yeah, and and it is very important, and, and it does take, you know, real discipline and study, and it's important for us to do that. It, but it's so needed, isn't it, Tyler? Because oh, so I've much. always said that's the advantage of doing verse by verse teaching, um, systematic teaching through the Bible, is that you get to, you know, you have to when you're teaching keep everything in its context, and um, one of the advantages too or blessings of teaching in longevity is, you know, I've, I've had the privilege to be able to teach through all 66 books of the Bible, but you start putting everything together. It starts, you know, coming Mm -hmm. together and it takes time. And I think that even Bible students get frustrated with that because it's scary to teach through the Bible. I remember my first book and it was a scary thing. And, um, and as you just continue to do it and grow in that, um, keeping everything in its context, looking at the implication, making mm-hmm. application, all these different things. It's so important for people to get that, you know, good teaching of the Word of God. And that's not emphasized in a lot of ministries today. Mm-hmm. A lot of school of ministry is about, you know, um, how to draw in crowds, perhaps, emphasis on using certain buzzwords, things like that. And uh, so you're in a very good place. You're in a place... Mm-hmm. Uh, that is teaching you the the value of of you know the Word of God and the priority of the Word of God so critical in our day. So appreciate your comments, mm-hmm. Tyler. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We have some open lines. Grab one of those open lines because we got plenty of time in the fellowship, and so text uh, message, uh, you can do that and give in your prayer requests or questions. It's 720-336-0897. But let's go to Karen and Parker. Karen? Karen, you with us? Karen, you had a question about being slain in the Spirit. I'd love to talk to you about that. And, um, and what the scriptures has to say. So, Karen, if you get opportunity, uh, give me a call back, and, and we'll talk about those things. And maybe I'll try to answer it um, a little bit later on if we got some time in the show. But let's go to RJ in Colorado Springs. RJ? Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Lots of calls from Colorado Springs. That's, that's super. <laughs> you guys are listening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you guys are listening down there. So, right. Um, so I have a question about 
Um, my relationship with my parents as an adult, um, I'm in my 40s, and my parents are creeping up to 80 years old, and um, I have an abusive mother. Um, she was physically and verbally abusive when I was a child. My parents divorced when I was very young. Um, and I've always had this really kind of messed up relationship with her, like a love-hate relationship. Sure. And um, I'm married. I don't have any children. But um, I I have this um, question about whether or not it's biblical to kind of put somebody out of your life because of abuse and not because I'm holding on to, I mean, I still get upset when I think about, you know, abuse in my past and whatnot, and I'm trying to move forward with my life. Um, right. And I'm trying to have a relationship with my mom um, because I feel kind of obligated to have a relationship right. with her. But anytime I'm around her, it just brings out the worst in me. I feel very, all that hurt comes back. Um, sure. She's sure. still very, even though she's not physically abusive to me now, she's still very verbally abusive. And um, I just don't want to subject myself to that anymore. And I'm really struggling, like really, really struggling with, yeah. I, I don't know if it's I, guilt or if it's, if it's um, um, you know, God, the Holy Spirit telling me that I need to continue to have a relationship with her. But I really feel like I just need to just, set her aside, along with other family members that have really, that continue to, to hurt and hurt and hurt, regardless of how much I reach out to them. It's all, it feels all very one-sided on, yeah. if I don't reach out to them, I would never hear from them. So I'm really trying to like force a relationship with people that really, I don't know if they want a relationship with me. I don't yeah. know yeah. any of and that. And it's really making me a poor wife because I'm right. so wrapped up in my family that my patient, my, my husband's very patient with me. Um, and I feel like I just need to move on like right. with my husband in our relationship and this, he is my family now. So, yeah, but I don't, is. I don't know what I'm really the answer that I I'm seeking well, is just it's, whether or not it's biblical to yeah. cut people out of your life. Yeah, and and I'm sorry, first of all, for the difficulties that you've gone through, um, the abuse that you've gone through. I don't think anybody should continue in being abused. Um, the Bible doesn't call us to be a doormat, to continue to be walked on, abused, hurt uh, in that way. And it sounds like that you are physically and verbally abused in that situation. So mm-hmm. that has brought you know, a division that has brought separation in your family because of that. Now that your parents are getting older, you're wondering, where does this relationship go? They're in Mm -hmm. their 80s. And I think that the conflict that you feel, it's still mom and dad, RJ. It's still mom and dad. And innately in you, when the Bible says that you're to honor mom and dad, I think that's where the conflict is coming in right now. Now, honoring mom and dad doesn't mean that I'm still a doormat to to be a victim or anything like that. But I think that, you know, with you and your husband praying together and seeking the Lord and whoever else in the family is involved, 
that you ask God for wisdom, how you can do that. Um, and to, because what I'm hearing from you, RJ, is you got a sensitive heart. I, I really do. I hear a heart that wants to forgive. I hear a heart that desires if there's any chance for any restoration. You haven't cut them completely out of your life. And you maybe feel like you've had, you know, good reason to do that. But you're desiring in their elderly age to honor them somehow or to, if there's any way of restoring, but you don't know if that's even possible. So you're in that place of giving that hurt over to the Lord. And this isn't the time for you and your husband to come together because you're exactly right. You are a family. Some people think you're not a family unless you have kids. No, when you get married, you are a family. Mm -hmm. You are a family and together to move forward. And your husband's going to be a part of that. And he's going to obviously want to protect you from any further abuse. He wants to be a covering for you. When you get married, there's a leaving mom and dad and and clinging to your spouse because you're one. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So how you're going to move forward is you guys praying and with family members and seeing what the Lord does. Um, But I I think that a lot of prayer is going to be involved in it and in a lot of wisdom and um, giving it the hurt and everything else to the Lord. Because like you said, when you, you get together with your parents or you see them, all the hurt comes up, all the stuff comes forward, and, and it's very, very difficult. So, Right. And it's, you know, I have, I have several, I have siblings, obviously, who grew up in the same household. So everybody has been living the same messed up life as me, <laughs> um, yeah. well, as a child anyway. Um, as adults, everybody just... Yeah only has a tolerance for my mother. Um, here's, so. here's, the, here's the thing to remember, RJ. You don't have to go back to the messed up life. You are blessed in the Lord, and, um, and you have him, and you have your husband, and so he's going to speak to you, I really believe, uh, because I, I sense a, a soft heart, a sensitive heart coming from you. I just feel and guilty how, if, I, if I cut them out completely, like especially... Mm-hmm. My mother, like, and she's an old woman, you know, like. Yeah, and she's still your mom. And innately, you still have a love for her. There is a bond between parents and children that are even there in the most difficult of times. And I think that the Lord is going to honor you and minister to you in that as you just give it to him. And, And there's, you know, you're going, Lord, I want to have this relationship. I haven't had one. And when we did, it was so messed up, and and it wasn't right. And But, Lord, if there's any chance for any restoring or in these last days, I think that the Lord's going to honor that. Because the Lord says, for those who persecuted you, you pray for them. And he talks about loving your enemy, and not that your parents were your enemy, but those things that we can't do in and of ourselves in our own energy, Lord, you have to do this work in me, and you have to show me and give me a peace that rules in my heart. And I believe the heart that you have, that the Lord is going to do that work. And for you to, because, you know, when we're under that pressure and we're under that guilt or whatever, 
Who do we take it out on? We take it to the person who's the closest, and that is your husband. And right. to know this, then I'm sure that he wants to support you and love you during this. So go to him for that and and allow him to to minister to you and to be that covering for you. And and as you do, I think that you're going to see that God's going to work. He wants my, to work. My husband has been, like I said, very patient, even at times where I haven't really noticed because I've been so wrapped up in my family drama and the the turmoil of the relationship between the siblings and, you know, who's going to take care of mom and, you know, all just all of this. And he's been sitting in the sidelines and he's been telling me for years, you know, you really need to back off and mm-hmm. kind of separate yourself just for your own sanity, for your own protection, because right. every time you go um, and visit or you get off the phone with them, you're in tears, and right. he doesn't want to see me like that. And it's it's taken, I've been married to him for 13 years, it's taken 13 years for me to finally realize that, you know, my husband is my family, and I can't continue to let people who just because they share the same DNA continue to hurt me right. trying to right. force a relationship that might not ever become what I need or desire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, hey, RJ, can I pray for you? Yeah, thank you. I'd love to. Father, I pray for my sister. She's hurting. To be raised in a home that there's abuse and hurt and um, all that, you know, exactly what's taken place. And she's had to separate herself from that. But as her parents get older, and her mom particularly, that, Lord, if there's any way to restore a relationship, there's any way that RJ can minister to her, you know, the love of Jesus Christ to her, to where she comes to the point where she realizes what she has done is wrong, Lord, she's open to that, to any relationship. Lord, I pray for a miracle. I pray that you would soften her heart, her parents' heart, that you would lift the blindness from their eyes and that, Lord, they would see and understand that the hurt that they've caused to their kids. And then, Lord, that they would know that there's forgiveness. I pray that you would work that restoring, healing, forgiving work in this family, that somehow they would see this miracle it's a work that you can do. I pray for RJ that you be with her and give her strength and wisdom in this whole process. Thank you for her husband. I pray that um, you would be with him as well. And I pray that you would show yourself strong on their behalf in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praying for, praying for you, RJ. Thank you. God Have a good day. You. Thank you. Uh-huh. God bless you. 303-690-3000. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Biggs. Hey, I just got word Karen's back. Karen's back from Parker. Karen, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. I'm so glad I got a hold of you again. How are you? Pretty good. good. Um, so what do you got for me? The, well, yesterday you was talking about being praying in the Spirit, but it's not biblical. So I'm kind of confused or got mixed feelings with this. Um, I've been a ministry minister and healing minister for like five years, and I've been slaying the Spirit lots of times with many healings and 
physical and, and, and mentally feelings, you know. And I've never been pushed down or anything. Um, it's just all like they say, it's like all the Father's love that, that covers you and He knows what you need and, you know, what healings you need and everything. But then I had mixed feelings when you were talking yesterday, like it's not biblical. But I just, it's hard for me to understand, you know, if I'm having all these good things happen, you know, mentally sure. and physically to me. And so, so, I, so, I know the Father would never, um, the enemy yeah. would never do these good things for a person, I don't believe. <laughs> so, Karen, I appreciate you calling. I did not do the show yesterday. And, oh, um, I'm sorry. Oh. That's okay, but it was a topic that came up. And yeah. the topic was being slain in the spirit. So as I answer you, what I can tell you, because um, I didn't hear the conversation, um, but the ministry of the Holy Spirit that we see in the scripture and the ministry of the Holy Spirit is, of course, to point people to Jesus, uh, to open up our hearts. Um, we know that John's gospel talks a lot about the ministry of the Holy Spirit um, as uh, we know that um that uh, when the Holy Spirit, when he has come, Jesus said, he'll convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment um, to convict people's need for the Savior. We know that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is, uh, John talks about in his epistle, to anoint us, to teach us that we can discern um, you know, uh, what is truth and what is false as we study the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is there and... I think that, Karen, for me, is what is the greatest evidence of the Holy Spirit? What does the Bible say? Yeah, for you, his love is the, the most um, Yeah, love. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're exactly right, is his love. And that's why I asked you, because you were mentioning the love of the Father. So the greatest evidence of the Spirit of God is, is love. Um, he... The Holy Spirit, the coming upon the baptism of the Holy Spirit, John chapter 1, is for the purpose that we may be his witnesses. They give us the power, the dunamis, to be his witness. Um, so we got all these things that are told to us in the Bible. Um, the one thing that I do see that's absent is slain in the Spirit. Now, people have that experience in charismatic circles and things like that, um, I'm not going to question their experience and things like that, um, but I do know that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is given to us in the Scripture that is clear to love, um, to give us the uh, discernment, to convict us of sin. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to uh, anoint us, to live a life after Him, to walk in the Spirit, Romans chapter 8. All those things are the focus of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And um, so that would be the way that I answer you when it comes to experience. Um, you know, people have all kinds of experiences and stuff. But what I want to relate to you and what I can relate to anybody that has experience is that, you know, what the Bible has to say. And so um, love is the greatest evidence of the Holy Spirit. And uh, he gifts us. He, he, you know, the Holy Spirit gifts us for uh, those gifts. And uh, we see in the New Testament as well to be able to minister to the body of Christ. Um, and so we see the work in ministry of the Holy Spirit very clear in the New Testament. Does that help? It does. That makes me feel better about things, yeah. 
Just All love right. the Lord, Karen. All right. I agree. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Thanks for calling back. Appreciate it. Okay. Hey, we just got a couple minutes. So, Kit, if you're on line one, are you there, Kit? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, we just got a couple minutes. So, okay. You to give some I just wanted to encourage the lady who called a few minutes ago who was married to an unbeliever. And just encourage anyone who finds himself in that situation. Um, my husband thought that he was saved because he was raised in a specific religion growing up. But um, as we moved through our uh, marriage, I just kept going to church. I kept going to my Bible studies, listening to my right. Christian music, which used to really irritate him when he would come in the house. I didn't <laughs> know that, though. Um, okay. And just kept praying for him. And eventually he started going with me to check out the whole situation because he thought I might be involved in a cult and eventually heard the word, um, asked questions, read, and got saved. And um, it was just awesome to watch the whole thing happen. And that is an encouragement to be that witness, to keep praying and, and play that Christian music because he was probably being convicted. And so thanks for calling in. Hey, yeah, Michelle, you be encouraged by this. I appreciate you calling. You hear the music. We're at the end of the show. Thank you, okay. everybody, for being a part of the show. Thank you, Kit. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. We'll, we'll talk to everybody on Friday. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.